Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Father Andrew Mattingly. I am a Catholic priest in Kansas City, Missouri, and this is a podcast where I post homilies and random other stuff that I might teach or speak about. Hope you find something useful and maybe even inspiring. God bless you. today, the first half, Jesus is holding out to us the virtue of humility. In the second half of the gospel, he shifts gears a little bit. So he's at this dinner that's hosted by a leading Pharisee, dinner party basically. There's all these sorts of, all all these different people there. And the first thing that he talks about is the importance of being humble. But then he turns his attention specifically to the guy who's hosting the party the leading Pharisee, and he has some words specifically for him. He says, hey, next time you host a party, don't invite people that have the ability to invite you back to their house, to give you some kind of repayment. He says, instead, invite the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame, because they won't be able to repay you in kind. They won't be able to invite you over to their house. So your gift to them will be more pure He says, don't worry, you'll be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. You'll you'll be repaid at that moment, just not in this life. And so Jesus, what is he doing? He's holding out to this man who's hosting the party the virtue of generosity. The virtue of generosity. I think many people have an incomplete understanding of the virtue of generosity. Oftentimes when we hear that word, we think of somebody who just gives a lot. 
somebody who gives a lot of time and energy and you know resources and so on but that that's the generous person but that's only half of the picture for somebody to really possess the virtue of generosity there has to be along with that and a certain interior disposition namely the disposition that gives freely with no strings attached not expecting anything in return and and this is why the virtue of generosity is a lot more difficult than it than it may seem at first glance because how many of us could could honestly say that every single time we give to someone else our time our energy our money our attention whatever it is that we give with complete freedom that if we never got anything back we would be okay with that uh, probably not very many of us right that's definitely not me oftentimes we have these sort of unspoken expectations that if i give you this i expect that you're going to give me at least this other thing back at least this little bit if i give you over here this i expect at least at least this in return and if i don't get it and this is the sign that we've not yet fully acquired the virtue of generosity if i don't get that thing that i'm subtly expecting then i become bitter angry frustrated sad i sulk right i use that as an excuse next time i'm with that person to give them less and then i just keep decreasing <laughs> the amount of my giving if they're not giving in in return right this is this is the temptation we have to be really careful i think in american culture where so much of our society is built around this idea of getting it you know we even have phrases for it getting a bang for your buck right we talk about roi return on investment like we we always want to make sure that if we if we give any anything of any sort in any context that i get something back otherwise people would even label that as imprudent or rash if you give a, if you give something and and you don't get anything back then then you made a mistake <laughs> you made a mistake because we should always be looking for what we get in return we have to we have to be really careful that that mindset does not creep into into the christian life which it very very easily can very easily to give some simple examples if if you make a meal say for your family and nobody at the dinner table praises you or compliments you for how good the food tastes and then you walk away from the dinner table and you you kind of upset you kind of perturbed that nobody complimented you on it that's a sign that the gift you were giving of making that meal for your family wasn't totally free maybe it was 90% free gift i mean there was that 10% where you you you're going to walk away frustrated now now this isn't to say that the other people at the dinner table shouldn't be working on the virtue of gratitude obviously <laughs> in this case they should but we can't control what other people do right um so it's it's a sign in that instance that we have to work on our generosity and maybe we should also work on our cooking skills uh, <laughs> a, a second example of of this uh would be you know if if at your work let's say you give just 110% for this project that takes 3 weeks and you just pour your heart and soul into it you do the best that you possibly can and then your boss basically gives zero acknowledgement and recognition of the hard work that you've put in like nothing 
Not, not verbal, not nonverbal, no acknowledgement of what you put in. And, it, and you walk away after that project's done and you think to yourself, well, pff, if I'm not getting anything from my boss, next time he asks me to do a project, I'm definitely not going to put in my full effort. Right? That, that would be a, a sign of kind of a, a small heart, right? someone that lacks generosity, that is always looking for what I'm getting out of something and is not okay with the idea of just giving freely without expecting anything in return. Or for me as a priest, you know, if I get a call to go to the hospital at a very inconvenient time of day, and I even have to cancel an appointment so that I can go, and I'm there and I give last rites to someone who's dying and their family's around, and there's, there's no word of, of thanks or acknowledgement that, you know, I had to sort of like move around things in my day to go visit them. If I walk away and, I, and I'm sort of a little bit bitter or frustrated about that, it's a sign that I'm not, I'm not fully generous yet. I'm not giving freely. I'm giving with strings attached. Yeah, I'll go visit you at the hospital if you, if you acknowledge my sacrifice, <laughs> if you thank me, right? There's all these conditions that I would be placing on, on my giving. I have to be very, 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 very careful of this. I would hold out to you three very powerful contexts in life where we have an extraordinary opportunity to grow in generosity. The first is with young children. So young children, while they can bring an extraordinary amount of joy to our lives, at the same time, they can't make a deliberate decision to actually repay us for all the sacrifices that we're making for them. You know, you can't say to a one-year-old, when are you going to start giving back? You know, like, I'm giving you all this stuff, like I'm keeping you alive and I'm, I'm changing your diaper and feeding you, like, come on, like, <laughs> give, me a, give me a little return here, like, it's absurd. So what, what do children do? Children force us into a place of generosity. They, they force us to get comfortable with living day in and day out from this place of giving without expecting anything in return. There's most likely a very deliberate link between the slow decrease in generosity just in our culture in general and the sort of contraceptive and abortion culture of death that's been built. Because when you don't want to be generous, you don't want to have anything to do with little kids <laughs> because they're going to force you to be generous quicker th than you would realize. And so there's, there's, a, there's a definite link there. I remember when I was growing up, um, I was probably about 12 years old, and my sisters are seven and eight years younger than me, and so they would have been four and five. And it's about that age where they really enjoy like getting pushed on the swing uh, in our backyard. And so oftentimes they would ask me, uh, hey, you know, can you push us on the swing? And, and generally my attention span at 12 years old for pushing my sister on the swing was about four minutes. Uh, that's about all I could handle. Um, and then, Unbeknownst, I didn't have this kind of self-awareness at the time, but looking back, I lacked generosity. Why, why could I only push them for four minutes? Well, because I didn't feel like I was getting anything back. Like, they're having all the fun. They're enjoying the swing. They don't even have to, like, kick their legs. Like, their brother's just pushing them. And I'm just over here, just sort of, there's nothing for me. There's nothing in it for me. So after four minutes, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do something else where, where I get something, right? Again, Lack of generosity. I'd like to think I've progressed a little bit. Probably could push them for about 10 minutes now at this point. Um, but they don't want me pushing them on swinging at this age. So uh, 
but, but this is sort of like the opportunity that children present us with, is that they give us a chance to, 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 to give with, without expecting anything in return. The second place for us to really look, and, and we all have somebody in our life who's like this, the second place to look is for people who are particularly ungrateful, for people in our life who we feel like no matter what we do for them, they don't ever really acknowledge it, they never thank us, and what's our natural tendency? Our natural tendency, first of all, is to start decreasing the sacrifices that we make for them. Again, we, we play this game where we're counting the cost. We say, well, if you're never going to thank me for X, Y, or Z, I'm just going to give you less of X, Y, and Z. And I'm slowly going to decrease my giving to you. Right? This is our natural tendency. Why? Because because we're not generous. Because we're not okay with giving with total freedom. With, with no strings attached and, and no expectations. We always want something back. Um, so people who don't give us anything back, and this is precisely what Jesus is saying in the Gospel, He says, those are the people you want to find. Seek them out. That's a radical concept. Jesus is saying to the host, you should go actually intentionally find people that can't give anything back to you and give to them. This thought occurred to me yesterday when I was uh, preparing this homily. I don't know if any of you have ever walked into an extended family gathering and you've thought to yourself as you walk in the door, let me find the person in my family who is least enjoyable to talk to. <laughs> like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find that person first. I'm going to go to them and I'm going to give generously of the first 20 minutes of my time in this family gathering. I know I'm not going to get anything back probably they're going to talk the whole time or they're going to complain about something or whatever it is. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to give them my time. And if, if they give absolutely nothing back to me, no sort of emotional satisfaction or enjoyment or any sort of interesting topic of conversation, great. I'll know that at the end of it, like my heart will be expanded. I, I will have become a more generous person. Uh, the fact that I thought of that example yesterday is a good indication that I've never done that. <laughs> I've never done that. Um, and I'm scared to do it now because some of them may listen to, to this homily. And, and if I come up to them first, they may, they, they may begin to wonder. But, you know, the, the, the third place really where we can uh, grow a lot in generosity is hidden prayer and, and sacrifices and, and acts of service for other people. Things that no one else sees and that we make a commitment to never say a peep to anyone until we die. To keep it completely hidden. right? Because if you do that, if you make prayers and sacrifices for people that are completely hidden from the eyes of the world, you have, you have no choice but to grow in generosity through that. Because you there's, you're not allowing yourself to get anything in return, right? You're not sharing it with a friend. You're not saying, hey, like, I'm taking on this, like, sacrifice or prayer for, for this other person. Because immediately, what, what are you doing there? You're, you're seeking to get a word of affirmation or a word of praise or acknowledgement of, of, of the hardship that you're going through, right? So keeping things like this completely hidden will, will make our hearts uh, very, very generous. Finally, just share with you a story that I think sums up the virtue of generosity. Some of you maybe have heard of 
uh, servant of God, Elizabeth Lesseur. She uh, was a French married woman who died around the time of World War I. And early on when she got married, I believe sometime in her 20s, after a few years of marriage, she underwent a fairly significant personal conversion where her faith was deepened to a great degree. And her husband at the same time became more and more entrenched in sort of the anti-clerical movement that was prominent in France at the time. Uh, He became more and more entrenched in his atheism. And so they were moving in polar opposite directions. Um, And oftentimes her husband, whose name was Felix, he would kind of make fun of and mock her faith. And as that kind of happened progressively in their marriage, Elizabeth was faced with a choice She could have, and this would have been very natural, she could have said, well, I'm giving all this to my husband, and not only is he not giving back, he's doing the opposite of giving back. (laughs) He's actively working against the thing that I love the most, which is, is the Lord. So she could have said, well, I'm not getting any return on investment here, and so I'm gonna just slowly decrease what I'm giving to my husband. I'm gonna smile less at him, I'm gonna be kind less frequently, I'm going to serve him with with less attentiveness. I'm going to start taking away all of these things that I'm giving to him because he's given me nothing back. She could have made that decision. And, And I don't want to make light of the fact that it would be very, very difficult in her position to not go that route, right? When the most important relationship of your whole life, you feel like is is not there's not mutual self-gift going on, it can be very, very difficult to not go that route and say, well, I'm just gonna scale back what I'm giving. Uh, But she didn't do that. (laughs) What did she do? She, She offered up the pain of her husband not returning her gift. She offered that up for his conversion. And not only did she not become less generous, she became more generous. As their marriage progressed, she gave more and more to her husband. She smiled more often. She was more kind than ever. She served him with greater attentiveness than even in their first years of marriage. It just grew and grew and grew. And by the time she died, when she was about 48 years old of breast cancer, her husband, shortly after her death, read her spiritual diary, which which is published today, and you can read it. He read that, and it was a combination of that and actually a a pilgrimage to Lourdes, which he intentionally went to to try and disprove some of the miracles there, which is is about as quick of a way to conversion as you could could find. You go go to a a Marian shrine and try and disprove like uh, what Our Lady's trying to do. Um, So it was a combination of his wife's diary and and that, and and within a year or two after his death, he had a, a deep conversion and actually went on to become a priest. Uh, He became a Dominican priest uh, in 1923. Uh, Of all people, in 1924, he led a Lenten retreat. He directed a Lenten retreat for Fulton Sheen, who was uh, studying in Europe at the time. Fulton Sheen would repeat this story often in his uh, his preaching. Um, And he went on to live until 1950, so he was a priest for 27 years. Um, And so Elizabeth is just a profound example of what real generosity looks like. Um, it's, it's giving without strings attached. It's giving freely, without expectation of a return. And one of the beautiful things, too, about generosity is that somebody who expects a return, let's say they get that return. Let's say, 
I give something to my spouse and they say thank you. And I expected that. And if I didn't get that thank you, I would have been upset and bitter. The degree to which that person enjoys hearing thank you from their spouse pales in comparison to the person who's not placing on the, those conditions on their gifts and who doesn't expect to receive it. Because then if you're giving freely and your spouse says thank you, you enjoy that thank you a thousand times more than if you expected it as something that was owed to you. So the beauty of generosity is that the more we give freely, the act actually we will experience more rewards even in this life. Because what does come our way is received as a pure gift. And the enjoyment that we get from gifts versus things that we think are owed to us, it's a totally different ballgame. Totally different ballgame. So I think today we should all ask the Lord, take a hard look maybe at our life and, and ask how generous we are, how, how freely we're giving to the Lord and to the people around us. And if we recognize that, that we're giving with conditions, to ask the Lord really for the grace to break those strings and those ties so that our, our gifts can be pure and free. Zach and Ali, of your own free will, you have asked to be received into the full communion of the Catholic Church. You have made your decision after careful thought under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I now invite you to come forward with your sponsors and in the presence of this community to profess the Catholic faith. In this faith, you will be one with us for the first time at the Eucharistic table of the Lord Jesus, the sign of the Church's unity. We'll turn around here. I believe in one God, the, the Father, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, life from light, true God from true God, begotten nominee, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made, for us men and for our salvation. He came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate the Virgin Mary. And he came down. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. 
I confess my baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead, the life of the world to come. Amen. I believe and profess all that the Holy Catholic Church believes, teaches, and proclaims to be revealed by God. Zach and Allie, the Lord receives you into the Catholic Church. His loving kindness has led you here so that in the unity of the Holy Spirit you may have full communion with us in the faith that you have professed in the presence of his family. I'll need to read it. Yeah. Step back just a little bit. Move back a little bit. All-powerful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, by water and the Holy Spirit, you freed your Son from sin and gave him new life. Send your Holy Spirit upon him to be his helper and guide. Give him the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of right judgment and courage, the spirit of knowledge and reverence. Fill him with the spirit of wonder and awe in your presence. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Augustine, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peace be with you. With your spirit. Okay. All-powerful God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, by water and the Holy Spirit, you freed your daughter from sin and gave her new life. Send your Holy Spirit upon her to be her helper and guide. Give her the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of right judgment and courage, the spirit of knowledge and reverence. Fill her with the spirit of wonder and awe in your presence. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Therese, be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Peace be with you. Brothers and sisters, our brother Zach and sister Allie have already been united to Christ through baptism. And now, with thanksgiving to God, we have received them into the full communion of the Catholic Church and confirmed them with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. As we rejoice at the reception of new members into the Catholic Church, let us join with them in asking for the grace and mercy of our Savior. For these who we have welcomed today as one of us, that they may have the help and guidance of the Holy Spirit to preserve faithfully in the choice they have made, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who believe in Christ, for the communities to which they belong, that they may come to perfect unity, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all in whom the spark of desire for God already burns, that they may be led to the fullness of truth in Christ, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who do not yet believe in Christ the Lord, that they may enter the way of salvation by the light of the Holy Spirit, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all people, that they may be freed from hunger and war and live in peace and tranquility, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for ourselves, that as we have received the gift of faith, we too may persevere in it to the end of our lives, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Face this way, so turn. God, our Father, hear the prayers we offer that we may continue our loving service to you. Grant this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Amen.